Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. Okay, so as Pastor Joel was saying, we normally see what they wanted, what they were going to get, but now we're going to hear what they want for Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone, by the way. Woohoo! So I'll go down the line. You can say your name, kitties. And then what you would like for Christmas. All right, let's go. First one we have, what's your name? Bear. And what do you want for Christmas? Um, I want a truck and a, and a digger and a coat and a truck. Wowee, awesome. Next one. My name is Manny and I want a guitar. Whoa, next one. My name is Yuna and I want a Totoro Squishy. My name is Deanna and I want a Nintendo Switch game. My name's Izzy and I want a boogie board. My name's Kita and I want a gigantic Squishmallow. My name's Jessica and I want to have a Squishmallow. My name's Rebecca and I want to have two squishmallows, one like a big size and one a humongous size. That's a cupcake that I know I'm getting because my mum bought them. Oh, already know. <laughs> Ellie. A drone. <laughs> Zoe. Roller skate. What's your name? Andy. A scooter. Hello, girls. What is your name? (laughs) And what would you like for Christmas? A teddy. A teddy! (laughs) And lucky last... My name's Addie and I want a Fitbit. Wowee. Well, we hope your Christmas is filled with all those wonderful presents, kids. Let's give them a hand. Yay. We love our kids. Awesome. Now, are there any adults that want to say what they want for Christmas? Yeah, just just yell it out. What, what do you want for Christmas? Socks. A sleep-in, yeah. (laughs) Wow. Cool. Thank you to the kids. That was always hilarious. Um, But it's so great to see us, see you all here together. Happy Christmas. Um, and as Pastor Joel said, just as a one-off, we're going to do a Christmas Eve service this year and not have one tomorrow, but um, I think it's working well, true? It's good, this is good. So, um, and if you're new here, um, a huge welcome to you as well. We love having guests, um, and my name is Benaya, my wife is the lovely Charlie, and she is eight months pregnant. Um, and so when she reads the Christmas story about Mary on the donkey being heavily pregnant, 
she understands. And if anyone here has a donkey that you want to lend us, she would like to try it out at some point. <laughs> oh, gee. Good. Who here has finished all their Christmas shopping? Who here has not finished all their Christmas shopping? My goal this year was to only go to Kmart once. That was my goal, and to get every other gift off the internet. And I'm happy to say that I've only been to Stocklands and Kmart once. I fought the crowds. I went there at 8 a.m. There was no one around. It was great. Um, And I just struggle doing the whole Christmas week shopping But I know some of you really enjoy it, so good on you. Um, Anyone else here an online Christmas shopper? Yeah, I just think it's so convenient. Did you know that the average adult uh, spends $1,479 on Christmas? That includes presents, food, drinks, eating out, and travel. And when it comes to gifts, the average lady will spend $406, while the average man will spend less, 19% less, $341 on gifts. Is that a surprise to some of you? Yeah, that's the average in Australia. My wife told me last night that she has not spent $406 on me, and... I was very disappointed, but I forgive you because you're carrying my baby, and I love you very much. (laughs) This year, um, I want to speak to you just for a couple of minutes around the Christmas theme of the gift that keeps on giving, the gift that keeps on giving. Have you ever had a gift or an item in your house that you've purchased and It just feels like that gift just keeps on giving. Let me give you some examples. I bought for my wife once, um, after the birth of our son, I bought her a push present. Why don't you say to your neighbor, a push present? Okay, that's what they call it. Now, a push present, which I learned about after we had a child, is the present you give your wife for all the pushing that she's done to have the baby, and it's an appreciation gift. Um, Now, is this, any ladies in the house, you're like, yes, this is true. Is this news to some people? Is this a scam? Have I been scammed by my, okay. So I I brought my my wife a push present, and it was a, it was a, uh, what was it? It was a Breville Barista Pro coffee machine. I tell you what, that has been a gift that keeps on giving. Not only does it help keep my wife happy, it saves us so much money with coffees out in the local cafes. It is a gift that keeps on giving. Another example is this. I, um, I bought my wife once uh, in recent times a robot vacuum. Anyone here have a robot vacuum? Now, if you don't know what a robot vacuum is, it's not like a big robot that walks around with a vacuum. It's a little circular contraption 
that is app on your app on your phone. You can control it. And literally, it maps out our whole house. And then it will vacuum our whole house. And it will even mop the areas that need mopping. And it has saved us many, many hours. My wife is saying her. But it has saved us many hours. And it has definitely been the gift that keeps on giving. When it comes to Christmas, we know that gift-giving is a huge part of our culture and a huge part of what we do. And I believe that gift-giving, if done properly, is a great opportunity to express the presence of God to each other. And this morning, for a few minutes, I just want us to open our hearts to the Holy Spirit afresh because I believe that He wants to meet us in a very powerful way this morning. Today, he wants to impact your heart. He wants to speak to your heart. And whether you've had a really tough year this year or you've had a really easy year this year, just know that the Holy Spirit knows where you're at. He knows what you need. He knows what your tomorrow looks like. Maybe you're a bit stressed today. And I just love the fact that the Bible tells us that we can give our stresses to God. And he takes our stress. He takes our anxieties and he carries us. And today, just open your heart. Let's just pray. Let's ask the Holy Spirit just to meet us today in a powerful way. Holy Spirit, we thank you for Christmas. We thank you for uh, Jesus, that he came and he was sent by the Father as a baby to, to be Emmanuel, God with us. And so today, Lord, we just acknowledge your presence. We acknowledge your goodness. We acknowledge the reason for Christmas, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. And in these few next few moments, Lord, let us hear your voice clearly. Let us be impacted by your presence in a powerful way. We pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said? I thought it'd be good just to start today looking at some of the most wanted Christmas gifts over the decades. And I don't know if you can guess, but we're going to start in the 1910s to the 1930s. Now, most people in the room, you went around when this was happening. This, well... 1910s, you would be 120, 100, yeah, you know, 113 years old. In the 1910s to the 1930s, the most wanted Christmas gift was a, let's get it up on the screen, a wooden yo-yo. <laughs> a wooden yo-yo. That's what all the kids wanted. What did the kids say? Was it a squish melon? Or what was the... Squishmallow, is that what it's... I, I, I quickly Googled it and I was like, it, it's like a little toy, squishy toy, like a pillow toy. Okay, okay. Okay, the 1940s. Anyone want to have a guess? Oh, it's already up on the screen. <laughs> Thanks, Troy. Lego hit the scene in the 1940s. Who knew Lego was so old. In the 1950s, Barbie made her debut, as did this next figure on the screen, Mr. Potato Head, <laughs> who looks like a horror show. I don't know if you can see it clearly, but if I got that as a kid, it would definitely be in my nightmares. Mr. Potato Head. 
in the 1960s. Now, who here was a child in the 1960s? All right. Now, this isn't the be-all, end-all type, but this is just what I researched, and these were the top gifts. So, in the 1960s, G.I. Joes, Play Cookers, and Etch-A-Sketch were the main toys, the main gifts. Who are the 1970s kids in the house? Yeah? 1970s were all about the Rubik's Cube. <laughs> Any 80s kids in the house? I was an 80s kid. The 80s, one of the most popular gifts of the 80s was the Cabbage Patch doll. Uh, my sister had a Cabbage Patch doll and it was the most demonic little doll. <laughs> and no offence, Jess. And at some point it was left in our pool for weeks on end to the point where if you would squeeze it, because you could squeeze it and it would like, I don't know, this Cabbage Patch like air would come out of its mouth. I don't know if it drunk a bottle or something. Anyway, you would squeeze it, but by this stage, its lungs were full of mould. So as you would squeeze it, the breath that would come out of this Cabbage Patch doll. And it was hilarious because I could go up to my little brother behind his back and just behind him and squeeze it, and it would hit him in the face. The most pungent Cabbage Patch kid breath. And it was hilarious. All right, 1990s kids, who are we talking to today? 1990s. Okay, here we go. Furby, Game Boy, Power Rangers, and Tamagotchis. Who here had a Tamagotchi? Okay, Tamagotchi is what it looks like. It's like a little electronic creature that you would have to feed and look after it. Game Boy. Who here's parents thought that Tamagotchis were evil? Yeah, there's a few in the house. There's a, maybe you're one of those parents. And they were banned from the house. All right, the year 2000s was the Nintendo Wii and Bratz dolls. <laughs> Any Bratz dolls owners in the, the room? Nat Curtis put his hair. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, 2010s was the decade of the Paw Patrol toys. My son loves Paw Patrol. We're watching it this morning. In 2020s, a current decade, PlayStation 5, baby. PlayStation 5. There is under our Christmas tree a shape that might look a bit like a PlayStation 5. No, okay, we'll wait and see. If you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 1, verse 28. Luke chapter 1, verse 28. I hope some of those decades took you down some memory lanes. Luke chapter 1, verse 28 says, 
the angel went to her, this is Mary, and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. This year, as a church, we've been speaking about the Father's favour. That was our theme this year, is seeing God moving in our lives through the favour of God. And if you want to be encouraged, go to our website. There's a whole page dedicated to favour testimonies from this year. I love here, though, that the angel says to Mary, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. Who would love that greeting in their life from God? I'll take that. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. Christmas is a season of favour. Both God showing his favour to mankind and us showing his favour to each other. This Christmas, are you ready to receive God's favour for your life? And are you ready to show others God's favour? Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. The Father pours out his favour upon us because he loves us. His favour is his kindness expressed. Why don't you say to your neighbour, his favour is kindness expressed. That's what God's favour is. Do you know in your heart, do you really know this, that you are highly favoured? Do you know it in your mind? Do you know it in your emotions? Do you know it in your spirit? That you are highly favoured. The Father's kindness is expressed upon you today. Do you know that your family is highly favoured? Do you know that there is a portion of God's blessing for you today that he wants to pour out just as he poured out upon Mary? The Lord is with you and you are highly favoured. I want to just share three quick things today about the gift that keeps on giving when it comes to his favour in our life and the gifts that he places in our life. The first thing is this, his generosity is a reflection of his heart towards mankind. You know, Jesus was given as an act of the Father's generosity. And through this, he shows his heart towards all of us. Jesus wasn't just sent for no reason. He was sent because the favour of God was upon Mary. He was sent because the Lord wanted to bless mankind. And in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21... It says this, it says, She, Mary, will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. This Christmas, we must remember to celebrate Jesus Christ. We must remember to celebrate that he is an expression of the Father's favour in our life. That he was given to save the world of their sin. And in Matthew 1, verse 23, it says, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Christmas reminds us of the desire of God to give us the greatest gift of all, his presence. Listen, this Christmas, receive his presence afresh. 
receive his kindness afresh. His heart towards us is not one of anger or resentment or annoyance. It is one of pure delight saying, I will give you my son this Christmas because and yet you are to name him Emmanuel, God with you. I know this sounds simple, this message, but let the Holy Spirit awaken it afresh in your heart. Because I think at Christmas we can forget the most powerful thing of all, which is Emmanuel, God with us. <laughs> in the midst of stress, in the midst of uh, financial things, in the midst of family dynamics, in the midst of all these things going on, the greatest thing we must remember is Emmanuel. God is with us. God is sent to save the people of their sin. How great is the Father's favour this Christmas. How great is the Father's heart towards mankind. The power of gifts to keep on giving is seen ultimately in Jesus Christ our Lord. That he was given as a gift and the love of Jesus just keeps on giving, doesn't it? It's not a one-off. We don't just celebrate Christmas as a one-off and that's it. No, no, we come back to it time and time again. His presence, the greatest gift of all. My prayer for you, church, is that this Christmas you experience his presence more than anything else. Yes, enjoy the Christmas movie, enjoy the Christmas pudding, enjoy the socializing, and do all that. But remember, let his presence overwhelm you. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. I'm going to be like, hey, you sent Jesus 2,000 years ago as a gift. Send your presence today afresh, Father, as a gift. I want a fresh touch. I want a fresh encounter with you, Jesus. I want a fresh moment. I don't want it just to be another day in the calendar. Let this moment be a moment of transformation. Because that is his heart towards us. His presence made manifest through his son, Jesus. Can I hear an amen? amen. Hey, I love this. The second thing about generosity and gifts that keep on giving is seen in Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. Why don't you turn there in your Bibles, Matthew 2, 11. It's speaking of the wise men and it says, On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. And it says, And they bowed down and worshipped him. It says, Then they opened their treasures and presented him with Gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The wise men showed their wisdom by honouring who Jesus was, even when others couldn't see it or wouldn't see it. Who here wants to be a wise person? Wisdom is shown by being led by the Spirit. The Spirit is the Spirit of wisdom. And so when we become led by the Spirit, we become like the wise men, who saw Jesus not as a baby or as a child, but rather as a king, as a lord, and as royalty. <laughs> this is such a, a key part of our church, that we would become very good at seeing who people are in the spiritual realm. That we wouldn't get caught up in who people are physically or, or their social standing, but we would get caught up in who they are in the kingdom that we would cause each other to rise up into who we are called to be in God's eyes, not in man's eyes. You see, the church that we see is that type of church where we don't judge people according to their mistakes or their failures, 
but according to their God-given calling and potential. Can I hear an amen? That's a good church. And that we would see each other according to the stature of the kingdom inside of people, not according to what the world thinks of us. And I love here that we see this example with the wise men, that they come before this child and instead of just going, hey, hey child, here's a, here's a baby gift, here's a, here's a Tamagotchi, <laughs> here's a gift that's just what you need today. No, no, they came in prophetically knowing that when we give out of a prophetic place, we actually declare who and what people are in the kingdom. You know that the gifts that they gave had special symbolic prophetic meaning. The gold signified Jesus' status as the king of the Jews, as royalty. Frankincense represented the infant's divinity and identity as the son of God, which is worship. And the, the myrrh touched upon Jesus' mortality, preparing him for burial, death and mourning. How awesome that even as a child, these men had this insight to see Jesus' destiny as the Son of God, even when nobody else could. It gets exciting. This Christmas, if you give out of the heart of the Father, you have the power to declare prophetically in people's lives the value they carry in God's kingdom. Don't miss this. Catch it. Tomorrow, Christmas, when you're wrapping, opening presents with family, make sure that you approach it with a prophetic incl inclination. Whether it's the value God has for them, whether it's something symbolic, do something that's going to declare prophetically who someone is in the kingdom of God. Each Christmas, we must take time to give our gifts to the King. We must take time to offer our hearts as living sacrifices, giving the king what he is due. <laughs> Let me ask you the question. Do you think that if you were around when Jesus was in the manger, that you would have been like the innkeeper looking at the natural? There's no room in the inn, it's too busy, there's too much going on? Or do you think you would have been the person going, I've travelled from a far distance following a prophetic inclination, they followed the star in order to worship a king who is yet to come. <laughs> and I pray in my heart that I would be that person. Because, hey, Christmas time, we're so caught up in the natural. We're so caught up in the noise. But to take a moment of worship and say, wait a second, Jesus, I'm going to give you the glory and the honour that you deserve. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 says this, For Unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulders, and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. <laughs> you see, Christmas is actually a season for worship. It's a season of understanding that we come before the King with our gifts, knowing that we have a living sacrifice to offer him. And through that, we declare, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. When we worship the King, we echo the reality of the throne room of eternity. 
you know, just then we gave some, uh, uh, we make room for financial giving. It can be very uh, familiar if you do that regularly, which you should do regularly, by the way, biblically. But we have to understand that when we give out of a heart that is for the king, there is an eternal impact. Do you know that? There is an echo of the throne room. How does a throne room look, church? It looks, as, it looks like this. The throne room is uh, people worshipping, angels worshipping, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who was and is and is to come, laying down their crowns, honouring him with everything they are. This is the glimpse of heaven. And we're here tonight in South Nara. Little do we realise that we are partnering with the very throne room of heaven. We worship him as the king. The wonderful counsellor, the mighty God. The everlasting father, the prince of peace. Hey, you might be in this room today and you might need the wonderful counsellor in your life. You might need the mighty act of God in your life. You might need a father in your life or you might need peace lay a hold of those things when it comes to christmas this year because that is why the child was given according to isaiah chapter 9 the last thing is this church we're about to finish but our generosity towards others is an open door to share his presence So we come before him today, we receive the heart of the Father. He gives us Jesus as his gift of Christmas. We then respond with a living sacrifice and a heart of worship. And we give back the gift of living sacrifice. And then we finish with, we're going to now share his presence with each other. Each Christmas, our gift giving to others carries a supernatural edge. Why? Because we give out of the heart of our Heavenly Father. Can I hear an amen? That's good, church. Every gift that our family is going to give to people this year, we're going to pray over it. We're going to believe for the heart of the Father to touch people's hearts. Why? Because we have a conviction that when you give out of the Father's heart, it has a supernatural edge. Generosity is a flag in the ground declaring the new banner of heaven's normal, sharing his heart towards mankind. Never underestimate the power of generosity. Never underestimate the power of putting a stake in the ground of his love in people's lives. These hampers have been so beautiful that our church is giving to people. But we have to make sure that we pray over each one because it is putting a flag in the ground when it comes to the love of a heavenly father. When we give with the heart of the Father, our hearts overflow with his joy, expressing his joy here on earth. Just before we finish, we have to remember that we give according to the destiny of what's on people's lives, on the unseen, prophetically declaring what is to come. Remember, gift giving isn't just a physical thing. Maybe you can give the gift of your words this Christmas. <laughs> Maybe you can give the gift of reconciliation this Christmas. 
Maybe you could give the gift of forgiveness to a family member who maybe hurt you previously. Go into this Christmas season saying, Holy Spirit, how can I share the gifts that you've placed in me with others? Because when I do so, I really lay a hold of the spirit of Christmas, which is a spirit of generosity. And when we do this, we, we actually sow seeds that are supernatural. Seeds of love, seeds of care, seeds of healing. I encourage every one of us, make this Christmas a season of generosity with your thoughts, with your heart, with your words, with your actions, with your, your being. And by doing so, you take the presence of God that he's placed in you and you share it with each other. Our generosity towards others opens the door to share his presence. Lastly, we must remember that Christmas isn't about presence under the tree, but it's about God's presence on a tree. And people say, well, that's Easter. Hey, it's Jesus. <laughs> we have to remember in our spirit that although we give gifts and presents, it's ultimately about his presence. And I'm already teaching my little boy that. He's so excited for Christmas. He's so excited for his digger and truck and cone, which he saw in Woolworths two months ago. But I'm so intentional with him saying, listen, it's about, it's about Jesus. It's about the presence of God. And church, just as we finish, my heart for you and Pastor Charlie's heart for you, our heart for you is that you are so overwhelmed by his presence this Christmas. That he overwhelms you afresh. That you cry tears of joy and tears of healing because supernaturally God moves in your heart in a powerful way. Can I hear an amen? And not just for you, but for your family and your extended family. Imagine if revival broke out at your Christmas lunch. <laughs> Imagine if there was healings this year at your Christmas dinners. If there was prophetic um, words of encouragement and insights. And family members sat there going, how did you know that? You say, it's the Holy Spirit. This is the power of a supernatural kingdom Christmas. <laughs> Don't just get caught up on the pudding or the ham. Or as what I told me, he's waking up at 4 a.m. to put the turkey on. <laughs> Let's be great at just Holy Spirit come. Holy Spirit come. Why don't you close your eyes for a moment? Everyone in the place. Let's just close our eyes. I just spoke about the reality that Christmas is about Emmanuel, God with us. And as we read there, it talks about how Jesus was sent to save the world of their sin. 
or from their sin. And this morning when it comes to Christmas, I want to give anyone in the place a chance to respond to that decision, to respond to that love and that gift that the Father, Heavenly Father has given us. That Jesus Christ died for our sin to wipe away our past and give us a brand new start. As everyone has their eyes closed, if you feel like today, Benaiah, I need to respond. I need to give my heart to Jesus Christ. I want to make him my Lord and my Saviour and I want to have my sins forgiven. Why don't you just put your hand up where you are as everyone has their eyes closed. Awesome, I see those hands there. I see the hand there. Hands over here. Awesome. Anybody else, you say, today is my day. I want to make sure that my heart is right with God. I want to give God my life. Awesome, I see that hand. Anybody else? Once it's up, you can put it down. This is the day of salvation. This is the time to give our life to Christ. What a beautiful moment to do it at Christmas. Awesome. I see that hand. Just one more minute. This is just between you and the Lord and this moment. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let his love just touch your heart right now. Let his love just impact your heart afresh. Oh, Holy Spirit, let the presence, the gift of your presence come. Why don't we pray this prayer of dedication together? And if you put your hand up, we're going to join with you and pray this prayer. Let's pray, Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my sin. And today, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to forgive me of my sin, to be my Lord and Saviour. And Holy Spirit, come into my life. Help me read my Bible. Help me pray and help me walk with Jesus every day. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's give God a hand of praise. And if you put your hand up there, I just encourage you, if you have a phone, download the YouVersion app, YouVersion. Look for a new Christian devotional. Or if you'd like to help us, help you with your walk with God, come and speak to one of the guys at the back of the room or myself or Pastor Charlie or Pastor Joel or one of the team. And we'd love to help you walk with God because you start the journey today. And just like any relationship, you start, but you have to keep on walking. And the more you walk, the more you get to know someone. And that's what it's like walking with God. Every day talk with Him, every day read the Bible, every day worship, and you will grow in that walk stronger and stronger. Why don't we all stand to our feet? I'm going to ask my beautiful, heavily pregnant wife to come up and join me. Turn to your neighbour and say, It's a good morning. Does anyone want to have a touch of my wife's belly? $5 after service. You can line up. Like a genie. Like a, she said like a genie. You can give it a bit of a rub and make, make a prayer. <laughs> make a wish. Anyway. All right. We're going to pray over you. We're going to pray over your families. 
Um, so if you're here with your spouse, why don't you take them by the hand? If you're here by yourself, just lift your hands to heaven. And we're just going to pray God's blessing over you this morning in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, I thank you so much for who you are. I thank you for your goodness, your kindness, um, and that you chose to come. Father, I thank you that you chose to send your son to give us eternal life. I thank you for the joy that this Christmas reminds us of when it comes to you and your kingdom and your truth. And I pray for every single person, part of our church family, those that are visiting as well, and those that are listening or watching online, God, that you would just bless them. Father, that we send them out with your peace and your protection over this Christmas period, that if people are traveling, that they'll be um, covered in safety, God. People are going and spending time with their families. Father, I pray that you give them opportunity to share your love and your truth and your joy and that you just, um, yeah, just en encourage us with the presence, your presence and your truth this coming Christmas, God. In your mighty name. Amen. Yeah, and if you want prayer, you can come forward. We'd love to pray for you. Otherwise, be blessed. Enjoy your day and enjoy your Christmas. We have donuts for everybody or mince pies up the back. So enjoy. Happy Christmas. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.